It's difficult to focus with the country on fire, as well it should be. As you've probably guessed, my solidarity is with the uprising. But I'm going to take a little break from that for a moment, and I'm going to read to you. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri, and you're listening to Obedient Love. The book is called Finding Love Through Female Domination by Renee Lane, and as some may know, I have optioned rights to make this book into a movie. I'm also a filmmaker, and I'm currently raising funds to create the first scenes so that we have something to show to potential investors. I've already got a business plan and a treatment prepared, and I'd like to begin shooting by the end of summer. I've already gotten a lot of support for the project, and I've already raised about 15000 of the 20000 that I'm going to need to shoot this first scene. So I did want to clear up one misconception. I've actually gotten emails asking me this question. Um, Renee Lane is not one of my alter egos, and nor am I one of hers. <laughs> we are not the same person, and I think if you contribute to the film, you'll find through the audio interview with her, you can tell the difference between us. And also, um, there are pictures with us. I, I had the opportunity to meet both her and Butler in New Orleans last October, and we took some pictures together. And also, I wanted to address something that I've gotten in emails as well. Um, some people have expressed concern for poor Butler um, and feeling that he may be somehow abused. And I just want to clear up that, I, as I said, I've met both of them. They are a real couple. They are in a loving DS relationship. He is exactly where he wants to be, folks. <laughs> He's very happy there. Any of the um, psychological and physical tortures that she puts him through are things that he's actually wanted as well. So don't worry about Butler. He's fine. The book is an account of the real-life DS relationship between Renee and Butler, and it's told through his journal, as well as emails between Renee and her friend and lover, Heather, who is also a dominant woman and has a submissive female partner as well. One of the things I'm doing in an attempt to raise funds for the film and also draw attention to the book is create an audiobook version of the story. And that's been slowed down a little because I can't meet up with voice actors. But um, one thing I'm doing to make that easier, and also because I find that Renee and I are kindred spirits, I am reading the parts of Renee myself. I wanted to make this book into a movie, and Renee and I have even discussed the possibility of doing a series for one reason, really. Seeing a female-dominated DS relationship on screen is very rare, and when we do see it, it's usually uh, between a man and a professional dominatrix. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there are many women out there, like me, who do this because we love it and not for pay. So this story is different, and I also wanted to give submissive men and dominant women as well, a kind of litmus test for potential partners. 
you'll be able to watch the film with someone who you want to know about your particular fantasy and see how they react. So I'm offering representation of a kind of relationship we rarely get to see, and I'm giving you a conversation starter. Anyway, if you'd like to contribute to the film or just learn more about the film, you can go to one of the links that I'm providing in the description. Now, on to the book. I've chosen to read the first entry in chapter 6, which is titled Humiliation. I feel like this gives some insight into Renee's thinking, into her personality, and into her devotion to this really unique life project that she and Butler have embarked on together. Gives you a little perspective on this. So, without further ado, Chapter 6, Humiliation. January, 2012. Dear Heather, we both work too hard during the holiday season. I hate it when we're too busy to see each other. I loved seeing you at the New Year's Eve party with your Susie. Yikes, it was a boring party until you invited me to take Susie to the bathroom with me. I was a little hesitant at first. I can't believe that you trained her to do that for you. I might have refused it if I didn't see how eager she was. You are right. She is talented. It's something new to teach Butler. I'm still learning from you. Stationing him out in the hall to guard the door was a nice touch. How he must have ached knowing what we were doing. I must say that I was much more relaxed the rest of the evening. Yes, we are still married. You are so funny. I know you can go through a man faster than a box of tissues, but I'm going to keep this one. Try to understand. I'm as much his slave as he is mine. Think about it. Butler relieves me of so many mundane chores. I think I'd have trouble getting through the day without him. He is the only man who has been able to earn my trust. I have had to change my ideas about love to complete his surrender. I've had to reach inside and find strength I never knew I had. It's another reason I'm glad you are back in my life. You don't love Butler. You only care about me. Also, you're a natural dominant. You are perfect to help complete my work with him. To reach the surrender I seek in him will require me breaking his view of himself as an independent person. He must see himself as mine. I have learned that physical discipline is not enough. Sometimes words can be more cutting than the whip. It's out of character for me, but I have steeled myself to say the evilest things I can think of saying to him. I have already learned to use my tongue while he's using his. Early in our relationship, I started belittling him while he was kissing my ass. I called him my ass licker and nastily demanded that he try harder to push his tongue deeper up my ass. It's the kind of thing I could hear you easily saying, but I had to search for the words. You know how naturally polite I am. When I finally spoke them, I noticed that it only increased his fervor. I learned a powerful lesson then. Words have power. These days I feel empowered to say humiliating things to him and make him repeat them about himself again and again until he believes what he is saying. Even if they sound silly at first, I know that they will eventually begin to invade his psyche. Even when he surrenders to some new challenge, I degrade him by telling him that he's a wimp and less than a man for allowing me to treat him like a slave. I constantly put him in a no-win scenario of being punished for failing to submit, but humiliated for surrendering. Huh. 
To achieve my goal, I continue to belittle him, humble him, and hurt his feelings. You are a natural at this. You have the sharpest tongue of anyone I know. When I get stuck for words or don't feel the part, all I have to do is ask myself what you would do or say in the same situation. Presto. Out of my mouth comes the perfect evil dominatrix. If I could get him to cry just once from a verbal assault, I believe I would drop to my knees and swoon in triumphant pleasure. At other times I have been positive and encouraging, so instead of demanding, I lovingly encourage him. Please, honey, I know you can do it. Please promise you'll put off coming for another week, just for us. <laughs> what I say to him and how I say it are merely tools to lead to his surrender. When he agrees to postpone his orgasm, I humiliate him for agreeing to my request. After all, only a slave would do such a thing. It's why I renamed him Butler. I wanted him reminded constantly of his place. While I might enjoy reducing him verbally, my slurs are not actually targeted at the aspects of him that I appreciate. I love him. He has many fine qualities. These verbal weapons are aimed at his self-image of manliness that the phallocracy has infused him with. Men are taught from birth to wrongfully think of themselves as superior. Words are the right tools to upset this male-oriented worldview, hurting his feelings with belittling insults and requiring him to repeat them about himself like a mantra have slowly changed his view of himself. I love seeing him meditate to my picture each day, chanting repeatedly, I am only a slave. It's a privilege to serve. I have weakened his old superior male view of himself and replaced it with a new, much more beautiful ideal, that of the perfectly surrendered man. This has taken time and dedicated effort on the part of both of us, repeating his mantra, meditating to my image, and humbling him at every opportunity, have been more than a lifestyle. This is a spiritual path that we both have chosen to follow. We both want a completely surrendered man to be all that is left after the refining fire of my discipline. I remind myself when I make things hard and I start to feel sorry for him that this is the life that he begged me to give him. It's up to me to make it real. He is only a male. From experience, I know that a man's interests can stray if not closely monitored. A few weeks ago, I sensed in him the slightest interest in another woman. I took action. He is mine. I made a point of inviting her to lunch at my home. I made him serve, but not have lunch with us. I'm afraid I may have embarrassed him. <laughs> that was my intention. I know that I changed her view of him. Certainly, she now knows to whom he belongs. As she was leaving, I put Butler on his knees to watch her through the front window, walking down our driveway. I asked him, do you think she would ever be interested in a man who has become a slave? I embarrassed you at lunch on purpose. It could have been worse. I could have shown her the picture of me urinating in your face. Do you think she'd ever be able to kiss you without tasting my piss? No, you are spoiled goods. Even if I offered you to her, she would probably just send you back to me to complete your training. No other woman will ever want you again. You're nothing but a slave now. It was a powerful moment for both of us. I have enjoyed humiliating Butler in public for some time. I frequently shop with him while having him act as my servant in different stores. 
Sometimes I have imagined slapping him and verbally abusing him for a mistake in front of semi-strangers just for fun. I want to see him humbly accepting whatever I say to him and apologizing over and over as I berate him in a bossy and bitchy tone. It's the kind of thing you could do with ease, but it's not at all the kind of thing I feel comfortable doing yet. You are my hero about things like that. I want to free myself of all my conventions and inhibitions. Often, I think my natural politeness and decorum prevent me from reaching a new level of feeling and dominance. I need to stretch my boundaries and do things out of my comfort zone. If I ask this kind of stretching of him, then I should be willing to do it also. I believe that it would be therapeutically liberating for me if I learned to spontaneously release more of the selfish impulses that I feel. Sometimes one has to fake a new persona before it feels right. It simply takes practice. I look forward to reveling in my role as a bitch in heels. Secretly, I think he wants and needs this attitude from me. Learning to release the bitch goddess in me will be good for both of us. It will be important to keep a close eye on what he's experiencing during these experiments. In addition to frequent conversations, I have asked him to continue to journal his internal experiences. I wanted to know what disciplines he simply finds silly and which ones push him deeper into submission. I know that he writes the truth because we both want the same thing. Again, our love and our mutual desire for our relationship to be real will push us forward. While all of this is going on, we will keep in place the facade of a normal married couple. Our goal is not to shock the world, but to live our lives as we choose. We will continue to work at our jobs, visit our relatives, and maintain our vanilla friendships. To the world, we will look like two people in love. Except for the careful attentiveness he pays me, we should look like any other couple. Whew, I do go on when I get started. You are a hero for reading and commenting on all of my plans. Love, Renee.